Uh, I got an air fryer. I don't need your tricks. Oh, God, the air fryer. That's right. <laughs> yeah, the all useful device. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes. Let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And welcome to another episode of the Superhero Slate Trailer Park. Oh, yeah, we did have a couple trailers this we week. Did. We did. We've got new previews for Black Widow. Boom. Mm-hmm. The Bad Batch. Double Boom. Space Jam 2. No, you've been dying to see that. A new Suicide Squad trailer and more. Yeah, I was looking through the, the show notes before we got on, and I was just like, this is a lot of trailers, isn't it? Should we call this the trailer park? But it looks like you got there before me. <laughs> oh, did I ever? I know what a trailer <laughs> park is. Believe me. Uh, been there, done that, Mike. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but no, we got we got, we got got trailers this week. And you might be asking yourself, is this the same Suicide Squad trailers last week? No, it's not. It's a different one. We'll talk about that Yeah, later. I was actually surprised. I, I watched it uh, just before we hopped on. A yeah. lot of actually new things in there that we can talk about this week. I know it's gonna be it's gonna be great it's gonna be great here we are Mike we're in uh, we're in April April Fools I just want to preface this this is the worst week to do show notes for this <laughs> show because everyone tries to be cute on April first and pull pranks on us and I just have oh, to like yeah. actually skip that day but this That's year right <laughs> that day actually had some new news on it so I'm like this is really just got me between a rock and a hard place yeah we had the, a reprieve from that last year because nobody was gonna do it doing jokes uh, fresh into uh, the COVID pandemic. Like that was like, we were still like in lockdown. I don't even think by April 1st last year, we knew if we should be wearing masks yet. Like we were still just on the wash your hands train and just keep away from people. Um, So totally uh, different times. uh, Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Uh, And also uh, I I thought some of the April fool stuff I saw this, this year was kind of weak. Like it honestly, it's, it's kind of gone from like how like Batman day or star Wars day used to just be kind of fun. And now they've just turned into marketing days. Mm. And and now that's what April 1st, like I saw this, this promoted post in my feed for two days straight. It was that uh, language learning app, Duolingo. And it's just like, ha ha ha. Look at this. We've made our own brand of toilet paper. Look, we hired somebody to uh, Photoshop our logo onto a roll of toilet paper. Aren't we so funny? And I was like, oh, God, this Mm. is harsh. And I saw another one. It was so bad, I don't even remember the brand. But it was also a promoted tweet, which you know is just bad because, like, they're not even funny enough to get it organically out there. That's a lot of red tape to get to that joke, so it's not good. Yeah, and it was at the end of April 1st, and, like, their branded April Fool's joke only had, like, maybe – 20 retweets or something like that and it's just like oof you really really thought this was going to be more uh funny Mm -hmm. than it was so uh yeah i miss the good old-fashioned days of like ign doing like a fake trailer for a video game yeah i think i think they got in trouble with some of those though uh, like they were like, oh, here's the movie for Zelda kind of thing or pushing whatever. the envelope. Yeah. Well, I saw two comic book related ones. One was um, uh, Kevin Feige is uh, hiring. Uh, um, what's his name? Zack Snyder to do the next three Avengers <laughs> m- movies. And I was like, uh-huh. yeah, it got me. But then there was another one later that day that says that, you know, um, that they're actually going to um, 
uh, restore the Snyderverse at WB, and I had to click that one just to make sure. Yeah, it wasn't because I was like, "All oh, these sons." Did of you bitches. see the? Uh, did you see the Bruce Campbell one though? I did, and um, I was sent that to me, and I was like, "This is fake," and they're like, "How do you know it's fake?" I'm like, "There's a typo in the middle of the page." Um, <laughs> it says, um, "Never heard of it," but he forgot the R in heard, so it says, mm-hmm. "Never head of it." I'm like. They wouldn't have a, a typo on a script for, for this movie. So I was, yeah. like, I was like, ah, they almost. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I didn't come across that one until April 2nd. So uh. I was just like, oh, wow. And then because I was looking through the script and I was like, this is if this is a real script, I was like, this is a pretty juicy page. Like the, he's looking for the dark hole and everything like they're mm-hmm. really Sam Raimi is really letting a lot of this out. And then, of course, I saw the caption. So that one did get me. Yeah. Uh, but it was a day later, so it doesn't count. <laughs> but, well, here, here's the thing. What if it's disguised as an April Fool's joke? Because, I mean, oh. Marvel has lied to us before. They told us Endgame wasn't the title of Endgame for how long? At least That's a true. year. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, what if they, like, yeah, we got really good feedback on this. Let's just film it. Throw it in there for well, fun. It, also, too, I don't I don't see, like, Bruce Campbell as the type of guy who would draft up that fake script. It seems like somebody sent that to him, the post. Yeah. So that was Sam Raimi or somebody over on the on the team of the uh, uh, multiverse of madness it, it it could be a calculated joke there could yeah. be stuff in there to pull from it still because I mean uh, that's a little bit too much of a lark for I would yeah. say old man Bruce Campbell as much as we yeah. like you he's an old man now I don't think he has the time or patience for elaborate April Fool's jokes for the internet he, he, he was an old man 10 years ago or more <laughs> when he was on burn notice so uh yeah, I mean, I, I, it's fun. There's, there's 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 fun things to be pulled out of here. There's other stuff, but like the whole day dedicated to me, like triple checking actual articles to make sure. Mm-hmm. Like, am I getting punked, or does this need to go in our show notes on on Sunday? Because, on top ugh. of that, uh, we'll be talking about uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Godzilla vs Kong at the yes. end of this episode. You know, in case you haven't caught those yet, you can uh, avoid spoilers and still listen to the rest yeah. of our episode well, here. But that uh, Godzilla and King Kong dropped on Wednesday, and then yep. the next day was like april fools right so like i was i was confused all week <laughs> yeah you were i was like i'm gonna watch it tonight you're like is it out um it did a leak you, i think you thought it leaked online and i'd, I'd gotten it that way i'm like no no it's literally on hbo max right now so um yeah it's it's been a, it's been a, it's been one week for sure i think this is uh if we had a uh you know if we got paid for this I mean, this would be the week where I, I i get all the money mike because this is <laughs> this is where i gotta put in the effort but that's fine. That's fine. It's, it's, it's cool. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into this corn stream because, we, like I said, we got two uh, reviews kind of at the end of it. So this is going to be a bit of a longer episode. Let's go ahead and jump into this. Tell me what you've been watching. Yeah, so uh, at the top, I like to give people some streaming PSAs here. Uh, It's the end of the month. We've transitioned to a new month. So you've got streaming contracts ending and beginning. And unfortunately, that happened in the middle of the wife and I watching the classic Rat Race film, an amazing ensemble film that still holds up. And I think anybody and everybody should give it a watch. I don't want to say it's a hidden gem, but when people kind of talk about these uh, older, these older, was it like late 90s, early aughts? I don't quite remember. Uh, But nobody really brings up Rat Race. Like if you talk about it, people have fond memories, but it's never really making any lists out there, I would say. Uh, but we watched the first half of it, like maybe on like the 29th and then we're like, Oh, let's finish rat race. And we go checked it out on like the 30th or the 31st and it had expired over on Amazon prime. So it's not streaming anywhere anymore. So this is a heads up. If you're watching anything towards the end of the month, don't split it up into two mm-hmm. days. Cause it might not be around the next time you turn it on. So, uh, at least we got to see the classic prairie dogging moment. 
of that movie, right. which is hilarious. So we did get some good laughs out of it. But uh, how are we going to get to the Smash Mouth conclusion, Chris? That's the hypest part of the movie when they all go to the Smash Mouth concert, and we didn't get to watch it. So um, heads up over there. And also, I mentioned uh, Resident Alien a few weeks ago on the podcast, and I said it was all streaming for free on uh, Peacock. Uh, but now it's locked. It's locked. Mm-hmm. All the episodes are locked, even the first one. So you have a, you have to have like a Peacock subscription in order to uh, watch it. So we were going to watch one the other night. So uh, we well, couldn't find it. It's uh, it it's funny locked. you mentioned this. I this, we've got I've got PSAs later and something about streaming. So this is a great uh, preface for what's going. We're going to talk about some more later. You, in the you episode. know what? I'm, I'm, my 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 mind's always vibing with the show. Yeah. Uh, so we had to look for more alien content. So uh, we came across uh, a recommended show on Hulu, which premiered in 2017. Uh, I'll let you know right away. It only ran for two seasons, uh, 20 episodes, but we're watching it anyway because it's pretty funny called People of Earth. It was a TBS show. Um, I think technically Warner Brothers owns PBS. So I don't know how long People of Earth will stay on Hulu, if it'll move over to HBO Max eventually. But as of right now, it's on Hulu, and it's pretty funny. It stars Wyatt Cenac. If you're old enough to remember John Stewart's version of The Daily Show, he was a correspondent that came uh, came on there every once in a while. And he plays this uh, journalist who is doing a story on these alien uh, abductees uh, that have a support group that all believe they got abducted by aliens. And then he's abducted by aliens, so he moves to the small town. It's all pretty funny. And uh, you actually get to see the aliens kind of like up in their spaceship. And it's a really, really funny satirical show. Um, it's produced uh, from... I didn't know Conan O'Brien had like his own production company for other television shows, but like Conan O'Brien's an executive producer, uh, like his logo, his Conan Co. logo mm-hmm. pops up at the end. So if you're a fan of Conan O'Brien and his uh, type of humor, uh, People of Earth is really, really funny. So we're working our way through the first season now. Uh, I'm hoping maybe there's some sort of a nice conclusion at the end of season two because it doesn't look like we're getting any more of it. But it's funny, more alien content. So I don't know if you've heard of it at all, Chris. Uh, maybe in passing, but not not actively. Gotcha. But it's pretty funny. So check out People of Earth over on Hulu. And to wrap it up, uh, I am really, really bad at Call of Duty Warzone. Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't know if they just keep putting me in these really, really hard lobbies or if I'm just really bad at the game, but, like, I'm just, like, not having any fun with it right now. Like, I'm always getting, like, murdered. Like, I can't win a gunfight to save my life, and I just feel like I'm wasting a lot of my time on the game. So I got really, really frustrated the other day, and I was like, screw this. What else do I have on this PlayStation? And I forgot, last month I downloaded the free PlayStation Plus game of the Final Fantasy VII Remake. I guess you'd have to consider it part one since it's coming out in parts. So I played the demo a while back, so I started playing uh, the, uh, I guess, free-to-me version of the game. And it's really, really fun. I have, like, the vaguest of vague memories of playing the classic game, like, back in, I want to say, maybe middle school. Uh, um, and I think it was a PlayStation's greatest hits when I got it. So it probably would have been like 1999, maybe like 2000 when I started playing it. Because uh, it came out in 97. Easier to remember. Final Fantasy VII came out in 97. That's how I always remember it in my head. So I have vague memories of kind of the layout of the world that they're in. And I know the first game is mainly uh, contained to the um, to kind of like the dense city area with all the reactors. But I'm just having fun uh, running around. It's a very interesting environment. I kind of forgot there's kind of this weird kind of like um kind of retro uh kind of 
I want to say almost like 1920s aesthetic. It's a steampunk uh, kind of world. Yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of in that vein. So I'm having fun running around. Uh, it's really easy for my mind to connect to the systems of the game because even though they've they've revamped the systems, it's still easy to remember. Oh, you got like items, abilities, and materia. So I was, I was easy. It was easier for me to plug into this game than it was to wit- the Witcher Three. You know that I tried the other day. Uh, uh, but mm. you know, I know a lot of people uh, dig the Witcher, so uh, no jab in there. But yeah, I'm having fun with final fantasy 7 uh i like how they kind of almost made it goofy it has a lot of goofy kind of a japanese anime to it where like barrett is this biggest over actor ever like you can't even when he's being serious in a scene it's just he seems so goofy because it seems like he's always reading like a manifesto when he talks and then even when you come across like you know these uh, these incidental uh, or i guess unincidental characters uh, on a train that are just like business people they kind of like speak with these really funny like soliloquies that like just don't make any sense so it does kind of feel like i'm almost playing like a goofy anime so yeah final fantasy 7 remake is really really fun i know part two is either out already or it's coming out so, so yeah it's cool. So to know that I, I can roll into that soon. Part two is nowhere near anything, um, actually. Uh, oh, I the, thought it was coming out this year because no, they had like a trailer for it or that's, something. That's not part two. That is technically the PS5 version of one, and it's got an extra scene to it, pretty much. Because hmm. uh, you're thinking of um, it's it's remake something else, but they didn't call it part two. Um, I'm going to actually look at it because it's only for the PS5, which is disappointing because the version you have... Um, integrate PS5 uh, remake integrate is what you're thinking of. Um, See, this is this yep. th- this is the craziness of uh, Japan all over again. This is the same problem that, that you have with like Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts. Hearts. Games. Yep, this, it's just yep. like you can't you just give me like single uh, single numbers to make this to make this easier. Yep. Oh, so, I, I looked it up as well. It looks like the re- part two won't be released until 2022 or yeah. even later. So wow, I, I got a little bit to and go then. My guess is uh, it'll only be for PlayStation Five. So yeah. um, I, I, I hopefully I'll have one and they'll well, be actually available by then. Yeah, yeah, knock on wood. So. Yeah, it's a, the upgrade's called Integrate. It's got like a new mission because I actually bought this game. Um, I played the demo. Remember, I think we talked about it um, mm. last year. I ended up buying it when it was on sale, um, and then I found out that you can't upgrade the free one with PlayStation Plus, but you can upgrade the disc one for PlayStation Five. Which, mm. again, this, this is like I said, this, the, the Final Fantasy thing. There's going to be probably what eight more Final Fantasy uh, sub games of this before we get to the second one. So, but I, I think it's fun. I, I mean, I never played Seven when it came out, so for me, this is actually my first you know, foray into final fantasy seven and uh having watched uh the movies um uh, advent children uh, did you mm-hmm. ever watch final fantasy seven advent children yep I and, did. like they really took a lot of that graphics and aesthetic you know in 2007 and made it like hey this is what took it's a year to make an 07 <laughs> it's actually just live gameplay now in, yeah in it's just like real-time rendered right in front of you it, it's pretty yeah. crazy and it looks great on my playstation 4 not even a yeah. playstation 4 pro just a normal playstation so i'm having yeah. a pretty good time and no. that's what i've been streaming slash uh playing this week no. chris what about you well on the other side of that i actually uh dove into a game that's free on game pass that came out called outriders have you have you mm-hmm. heard of this game yet i have no clue what this okay is. perfect so <laughs> essentially uh long story short earth has been wiped out or annihilated and they get like uh like a million people in the ship in cryo and they, they ship them towards this new planet and mm-hmm. you're part of the outriders which is like a military group that's supposed to land survey this find a, a new thing get the base camp up before they unfreeze everybody well need to say you land this planet shit goes sideways they wake you up like 50 something years later uh, instead so uh, you find out you have powers, and so you actually there's like four classes you can play through. I'm playing as a technomancer, um, 
which there's also like a pyromancer and I forget the other two. Uh, but it's essentially uh, a, a kind of a cover shooter, but you also have abilities that, that kind of regenerate over time. Uh, an example being my character um, has a freeze turret, so I can toss it out in the battlefield and it'll like start shooting freeze blasts at enemies. So much like using, was it cold or uh, what's it called in Final Fantasy? Materia. Well, the, the spell for cold. Um, what's that called? I- I don't even know what it's called, just frost or something. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. So, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so essentially that, so it, it freezes people. So while you shoot them from behind cover, and then you kill and, and get stuff. So, uh, what's cool is it's got this nice. Uh, it's a lot like the game, The Division. It's got a huge sprawling map across these worlds with different points. The lore is expanding as it goes, but it's really cool because it's free on Game Pass for me, so I didn't have to pay to play it. So I'm not out anything. But also, it's cross-play. So um, I've got a couple. I've got a friend on Xbox and another one on PlayStation. I can I can jump back and forth with, which is great to see that becoming you know, a standard across games because, yeah. you know, like we play Warzone together. I'm on my Xbox, you're on their PlayStation. It's great that you don't have to go out and, you know, pick a console with your friends and, and that be the console for the generation if you ever want to play with them. Um, what was it? Yeah. South Park made that joke back years ago <laughs> with the Game if, of Thrones uh, reference. If uh, science fiction has taught us anything, Chris, uh, with that game or any other science fiction movies, don't let yourself uh, be put to sleep on a on a on a spaceship. On a ship, yeah. You will not wake up where you're supposed to be, or maybe you won't even wake up at all. Yeah. It's all messing with you're, you. You're gonna so. wake up <laughs> way too late, and you're not gonna know what's going on, and then you have to yeah. fight your way out of it. One of the or two. you're gonna wake up early, yeah. and then you're not gonna be able to go back to sleep, and you're gonna have to like maintain. Mm-hmm. I can't. That's actually like literally something, but I can't even remember what it's from. But like, don't let yourself wake up. You need to wake up right on time and is you it, don't have you have no control over that <laughs> is it that jennifer lawrence movie uh where the, uh, the other guy the guy wakes her up early um, oh yeah i haven't seen it so i don't know yeah. what the, the crux of that story is but yeah i think things are woken up too soon yeah. it's like maybe it's jeremy renner i think it's some avenger i'm pretty sure is what there's like chris a, pratt there's a, chris pratt I, I feel i feel like there's a comedy beat in a in a TV show or a movie where somebody's woken up too early and they're like, damn it, because then they just have to like live. Well, was that Rocket Man? Uh, no, no that... they didn't get frozen. I don't think they got. He got frozen, ate all the food. Uh, unfrozen, ate all the food. Member. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. And, and then the whole show uh, Red Dwarf is based on uh, him staying too long and being woken up and everyone's dead because uh, he's like in freezing for decades. That's the don't whole show. A, don't let a computer AI put you to sleep. It's not going to yeah. end well. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, what was that? Uh, the Demolition Man with Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes. No, Austin Powers. I mean, yeah, that Austin one turned Powers, out okay. Yeah. That yeah. one turned out okay. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the cat. Uh, but anyway, Outriders. Oh, yeah. It's it's great. It's, it's a it's a it's a looter shooter. You know, you find the the you know big on finding chests out in the world, upgrading your gear, getting new rarities, getting mods for these. You know, one of those uh, feels very Diablo esque in its looting uh, things and skill trees, which a lot of people strive for. Uh, but it's also got an interface like Destiny. It's kind of, it's like taking all these games I love, little bits of them, and kind of mashed them together. And it's been fun to play it. What's crazy about this game is, and I think you know you, this might be something you would enjoy, is um, they have what, what are called world tiers. Um, so essentially it's your difficulty level, but you have 15 difficulties to choose from now. Uh, oh God, okay. Like, put, put me on zero. The easiest yeah. one. Uh, like, like, <laughs> yeah, like one is like, you know, a breeze and it goes all the way up to 15, which is like, you're supposed to have like four friends and all the legendary gear kind of thing. And I'm like, I'm struggling on five. I'm like, I need to, <laughs> I need to tone it down a bit. So, um, that's, that, that's been really fun to, to kind of dive into for free on game pass and, and play this week so if, if you have game pass uh, i'd recommend trying it. if you have other friends who want to try it. this will probably this is one of those games i think that just people are gonna love it's gonna be out like you know like it'll be on sale this summer like during the summer game sales they always throw mm-hmm. in that because people buy it so it'll be it'll be good and also uh no microtransactions nobody nobody likes microtransactions mike yeah so let's go for that 
All right, let's jump into our news. Let's get into this. I want to talk about this stuff. This I don't think we've talked about any of this this week, probably at all. Uh-oh. So um, that's that's the best part. That's, that's, what, that's a good episode. First and foremost, I think this is the only thing we've talked about. It's the Obi-Wan show. Um, the Star Wars Twitter account, uh, Lucasfilm, put up their official casting announcement as the show begins production. Dude, I almost freaked out when you sent this to me because I didn't read the I didn't read the headline, and I thought this was for the uh, what, what's the Rogue One show, the Cassian Andor. Cassian. I thought it was for Andor, and I was like, no, 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 don't like I know I know I'm gonna watch it either way, but it's just like stop trying to make me watch Cassian yeah. Andor, stop trying to make it a thing. But then when I thought thought it was Obi Wan, I was like, oh, this makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So the the first the first phase. I saw was uh, Kumail Nanjiani. Uh, yes, big fan of that guy. He's, he's awesome. He, I mean, not only is he he's well, he should have blown up already uh, for the Eternals at Marvel, but that was uh, delayed. But man, he's in both wheelhouses of Disney. He's mm-hmm. going to be in the Marvel and is and uh, Star Wars universe. Oh yeah, they got they got him in there. When you're when you're in Star Wars, you're you're, you're set, man. I mean, if anything's better than that Dave Batista movie he was in that I almost watched. <laughs> yeah. Um, was it a Stuber? Oh my god. Yeah, Stuber. God, I bought one from mine. Uh, so, yeah, Camille Nanjian is probably the biggest casting announcement here. Again, just re- confirmation, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen are returning to reprise their roles, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Uh, another uh, returning cast member um, from Star Wars is Joel Edgerton. Uh, he played, um, I guess, uh, uh, Anakin's half-brother uh, in, in episode uh, two and three, whenever uh, he went back to Tatooine. Uh, and, and I guess Uncle Owen, is this is the guy who's, who's got Luke, so he'll be Luke's, like, protector slash father figure during yeah, this, so I, I didn't i didn't notice this until the uh until the second time around of looking at this graphic but uh bonnie uh pc uh i don't know how to say her yeah. last name she was uh she was the uh, other component of uh of tattooing the aunt i guess yeah. the aunt and uncle because these are yeah. the aunt and uncle that we're talking about right yeah yeah, from, yeah, yeah uh, exactly yeah yeah i don't know her from anything else uh so that's well why kinda... it's weird no it's weird because the other thing i know her from is the the horribly boring hbo documentary and it's only boring because it was not intelligently put together the story is very compelling uh she was in that crazy like nexium sex cult thing where uh, like the uh, the leader of the cult has now been like charged and like he's going like to prison like literally forever, uh, but she got out of it and she has been in a lot of these documentaries about being trapped in that cult. So uh, and the whole reason that she was brought into the cult is because the cult was doing the whole Scientology thing as well of like oh let's try to get influential celebrities and they looked at her and just like oh you've been in a Star Wars movie because this was back when she was very briefly in the prequels so they're just like yeah let's pull her in she's a celebrity so it's just so weird seeing her like back out and acting again it's good for her that she got out of it but it's just yeah. a bizarre seeing her on this cast list yeah yeah ex- exactly and uh yeah you don't really remember aunt baru from the the prequel right? <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and and joel edgerton he's, he's gonna be a good actor and then i think um indira varma she's actually she was uh one of the um in, in game of thrones uh she Ooh, was, yeah pedro uh, pascal's wives are that that um, yeah, I, I don't region. remember the country that I'm not a Game of Thrones yeah. a super nerd, so I don't remember the country. But it was the Mediterranean yeah. kind of climate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she poisoned. She poisoned the daughter or something of. Yeah, of, yeah. Uh, Cersei, mm-hmm. and then uh, I thought it was Orlando Bloom was Rupert Friend over here. Oh uh, yeah, that does look like Orlando Bloom. So doesn't uh, it? yeah, other than that, I mean, there's, I mean, there's a bunch more actors on here. I don't know them off the top of my head, but you know, it's great to see the casting and you know, get hyped for this because they are going to be filming. And you know what this usually means. They're going to be filming outside, uh, and we're going to be seeing these actors, and they're going to be like, yeah, those set set photos, here they are, they're officially with us kind of thing. It makes you wonder what Hayden Christensen's role is going to be, right? I mean, really, you don't actually need him on set 
right? Yep. If he's always going to be in the suit, you know, you just put somebody else in there and you just bring him into an audio booth, right? And you get some and you get some lines off of him. You know, if you really needed to do it that way, if they're going to maybe incorporate maybe some unseen flashbacks, yeah. that could be kind of cool. I would be into that. Or, you know, his face should still technically be recognizable in some way. So, I mean, it would be pretty cool if, I mean, we haven't really seen this in the canon outside of the, the last original Star Wars film of Vader taking his helmet off yeah. and you get to see a totally different actor, right? So it would be kind of cool if we do get to see him take the helmet off one more time uh, and then yeah. it's uh, you got the Hayden Christensen in there. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's plenty of ways to incorporate him in there and, and rather than just voices, right? Like, you know, flashbacks mm-hmm. and and stuff like that because i think you know there's going to be a lot of um you know i I guess probably thinking back on this and i don't know what the story is but i mean this is going to be great and they say they're using a lot of the uh the volume stuff from the the mandalorian for these so Uh, also i didn't realize the official title was obi-wan kenobi yes um uh, you know, it could either, I, I thought it would either, you know, split it in half, either Obi-Wan or uh, Kenobi. Uh, Kenobi, but that's cool. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah, they're, gonna, they're going all in on that SEO factor, Mike. You can't pick one or the <laughs> other. You want to you wanna type it all out and, and hit both of them. So uh, that's cool. That's via Star Wars on Twitter. Take a look at that. Uh, next up, we're going to start our trailer park. This is where this all kind of fell in place together, and I, I was, it was beautiful, Mike, and I really loved it. Uh, first and foremost is the Star Wars The Bad Batch. We got a trailer for that upcoming show, um, and it confirms that they are. this takes place during Order 66, and they're being hunted down by the Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple other characters pop up. Fennec Shand, uh, who is actually uh, played by... Um, uh, Oh my gosh, I forget her name. She's Agent May, May and yeah, May from Agents of Shield. Uh, yeah. Ming Na Wen, that's who it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, original Mulan from the cartoon movie. Uh, so uh, she's in there voicing that, and then uh, Captain Rex, uh, favorite clone trooper from the the original Clone Wars, uh, makes us makes makes an appearance around the one and a half minute mark. Uh, what was cool about this, Mike, and I, I, you know, I've been rewatching the Clone Wars kind of. I think we just finished it, but like kind of in bed, like at night, like for background noise. And the animation has always been television animation, right? You're like, ah, oh, it's fine. It, you, when you look at when you look too close, you see that blurry palette of like texture kind of thing. Like, there's mm-hmm. no there's no real texture. It's flat, but it's blurry. Uh, different colors and shades. But this show looks absolutely beautiful. Uh, like they have come a long way in like what mm-hmm. uh, fourteen years to to make this show actually look astounding in animation right? yeah they got better computers that can handle those shaders and lighting yeah. a lot better yeah like the, the models are there again a reminder all the clones have the same voice actor so that's <laughs> awesome as well like one guy doing literally every clone to have with their own personality and their own intonation it's been great uh to, to hear that it, it feels at home right because we watched all the clone wars so this feels this feels really good to, to see that and then also they had said that it will have a 70 minute debut episode on may 4th Hmm. Um, which, um, you know, buckle up for that, man. That's a, that's a, that's a mini movie. If, if you ask me. Yeah. No, uh, no Grogu or baby Yoda, but we suspect possibly yeah. a Grogu slash baby Yoda I, in this show. I expect this trailer has maybe stuff from the first two episodes. I don't know how I many mean, that, episodes there is, but I think it's like, this is the first two episodes. Good I mean, luck. in general, that's usually how television trailers work. They, yeah. the editors are, are operating off of two episodes and that's about all you get. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like, you know, again, um, I don't think they'd edit out anything from this for us, but you know, you know, having the the Marvel and the Disney team together, uh, 
you know, and, and then the Star Wars trailers, the marketing stuff, I, I imagine they might hide some stuff from us. Yeah. Too, so. I mean, we don't always bring it up on the show, but the next season of Rick and Morty, uh, yeah. the trailer is out for that season. And you can tell just by looking at the, the clips that they used it. They only have like the first two episodes available. And uh-huh. that's usually how all, all television works, which is usually uh, why television trailers can be underwhelming uh, depending on the content, because there's only so much to go off. of. Right? Exactly. They got, they got to build a whole story and not give you any details based on mm-hmm. just the intro so uh, i'm excited for the bad batch mike i don't know how you feel i know you you never you didn't watch the whole last season uh, so you're probably not as familiar with these characters um, i'm ambivalent i don't care yeah. either way yeah. <laughs> I'll, I, I'll check it out i think i think their introduction in the um uh, the last season of the clone wars uh, exactly a year ago on may 4th uh the first couple episodes a lot of people are like why is this here well they were setting up this prequel kind of thing but also showing you know um the character fives is actually a clone who makes lots of appearances throughout the clone wars and becomes part of this team later. So, uh, I'd recommend, I'd recommend watching that getting fresh before it's on May 4th. So take a look at that. Uh, surprise drop on a Saturday. Okay. This caught me off guard. Black widow trailer. Uh, we got yeah. word last week. This will be on, uh, theaters and Disney plus on July 9th of, of this year. You know, that's a special day, Mike, you know why that's a special day? Why is that a special that's my day? wedding anniversary is July 9th. Aww. So, so, uh, I'm like, I'm like, you know, we're going to be watching black widow, right? She's like, yeah, that's fine. I'm like, okay, good. Cause I'm, I'm, well, I'm getting at, down with at, this. As we see in this trailer, she says she's not afraid of her past anymore yep. and neither should you in the past with your wife. Um, yeah. Maybe this dropped on Saturday to possibly compete with the news cycle of the second uh, or the third trailer we're going to talk about, but uh-huh. we'll talk about that in, in it, a second. Um, I, I was a little, I was a little apprehensive, apprehensive to watch this one yeah. because I was like, oh, we're a little too close to the movie coming out, and mm-hmm. really, the this movie never should have had this many trailers to begin with, right? Right. Uh, I, so I felt like, oh, are they going to have to start including things that might ruin the story? But we checked yeah. it out, and it, it all yeah. seems on the level to me. I, I I previewed it for Mike. I was like, mm-hmm. Mike, this is fine. There's no story points here. Uh, just some more action scenes out of place, out of out of context. Uh, again, Marvel's known for editing things. I think it really sets. I think one of the cool things seen was um, the young uh, father figure, the Red Guardian, um, David Harbor, uh, as a mm-hmm. younger man telling, talking to the kids. We get to see young Natasha with blue dyed hair a little bit, uh, and then also a lot more um, Taskmaster scenes, especially. Yeah, Come, it looks pretty badass with that sword. Some falling action scenes. Yeah. Uh, um, d- the arrow scene was very reminiscent of uh, the Winter Soldier, where he shoots that metal thing underneath uh, Nick Fury. Oh yeah, SUV. and it bounces off the the floor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the weak spot of these of these cars, right? Right in the belly. Uh, you know, obviously, like we said, since the, this movie never should have had this many trailers to begin with. Uh, I don't know if they're necessarily padding it with showing us pre previous clips of Natasha's life mm-hmm. because they even showed a clip from Endgame where she's dangling with Hawkeye and about to sacrifice herself. Technically that should be nowhere in this movie, right? Cause it's yeah. never, it hasn't even happened yet. So um, you, it would be interesting if maybe they kind of incorporated some like kind of a uh, back and forth in. time uh, yeah. in this movie, but I, I don't think so, but you know, yeah. it, it could well, happen. The, the, you didn't hear the record scratch and she's like, you're, I bet you're wondering how I got here and it's all a flashback. <laughs> no, I, I think that the point of this padding with the front was just to, to make it longer, but also to reintroduce the casual audience to black widow. Um, yeah. We've not had a trailer in over well over six months um you know by the time black widow hits theaters it will have been two years since we had a theatrical marvel release um so i think they're just like hey 
remember this character who's been in like oh. every Avengers and Captain America movie. I'm ready for yeah. it. Uh, we mentioned last week, you know, uh, California people yeah. over 16 can get their vaccine here in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the time July runs around, hopefully uh, we get more and more vaccinations out there. I'm going to see this in theaters. I'm hyped. I'm excited. Yeah. I should be fully vaxxed by then. Um, it was exciting. The action set pieces that we get to see in this trailer got me hyped. And it's like, even though these Disney plus shows, you know, have the same actors in it, have, um, have you know, just to, you know, they have uh, exciting storylines and stuff. They don't quite have the same impact of the visuals that you yeah. get in like a two hour movie. So well, I'm excited to go back yeah. to the movies with Marvel. Yeah, exactly. And I, I agree. And, you know, we have, we had the theatrical phase four to kick off. I, you know, we had the TV shows for to kick off phase four, but the theater version is what matters, right? Like that's mm-hmm. where the big stuff is. I love the TV stuff, but I think this is going to be, be a bigger thing. And you know, I was talking again with someone else. I, I reconfirmed my mentality. I'm going to see it in theaters one day and get Disney plus the next day. So I can rewatch it as many times as I want without having to go to the theater multiple times and leave those seats open for people who do want to go and yeah. uh, and do that because i don't think we'll be 100 percent theater access by by july as much as i wish to i will be uh thankfully not going fully vaccinated in uh, less than two weeks so mm-hmm. um, I, w- I will have that that luxury but you know still having both is going to be fantastic yeah. so, so kudos for them for for looking into that uh, do you like anything out of the Warner Brothers vault, Mike? <laughs> because you're going to love the next Space Jam. Movie. Yeah, a yeah it's, a, it's a bit of a jammed space, if you ask me, Chris. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. oh, oh, bam. Uh, man, people cringing across the world right now on this podcast. <laughs> uh, the trailer for Space Jam, a new legacy dropped uh, this weekend. I think it's the first trailer, right? I don't know any of the plot points until the, this weekend. Um, but uh, it, it, it hit its... Um, you know, kind of confirms. Yeah, you know, what was, was there's two funny things about this, Mike. The first funny thing is they actually show LeBron James living in his mansion like he would, whereas mm-hmm. Michael Jackson lived in like a, a quiet Chicago suburb. In, <laughs> I, in the first a, one, a Freudian slip. You you met Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Uh, but, yeah, sorry. But yes. those Mike, those '90s Michaels get mixed around yeah. a lot. <laughs> but it was mid '90s, and, and then um. It, it, it goes on to show Don Cheadle's the villain, and they're in essentially Tron. Uh, <laughs> there's there's so much weird stuff uh, <laughs> happening in this trailer. There's so much. Like, this trailer, uh, just to let you know, the uh, the comma and the period keys on your keyboard will act as frame-by-frame controllers for YouTube. You don't need an extension to do that. And you will need these to go through some of these crowd shots to experience all of the Warner Brothers IP that is jam-packed into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've seen some hot takes. I've seen some people that are kind of excited. Uh, the the gamut really runs all over the place with this trailer. Um, yeah. I think the thing that most people were upset with that I saw on my timeline was the Iron Giant. How in his amazing movie made yeah. by Brad Bird, he uh, uh, definitively tells people of Earth, the humans of Earth, that he is not a gun. He is not a weapon. He is a nice robot. Be nice to him and he'll be nice to you. And then what's he doing in this trailer? Like running through right. this town just like knocking buildings over Isn't he like laser the, beaming stuff too no i don't know if i saw a laser beam or not who knows but yeah. who knows in the context of the scene maybe it makes a little bit of sense oh. but i mean he was also messing uh crap up in yeah. uh ready player ready one, player one well. yeah. i saw a lot of ready player one reference like <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, comparisons to this and i felt like uh, it felt like the Lego movie as well with like the, the amount of IP. Cause they, at one point LeBron has a board of like movie franchises. He kind of wants, he's like, he wants Superman on his team and this other stuff. <laughs> yeah. One thing I don't quite understand. Uh, I like the joke of Don Cheadle. First of all, Don Cheadle being an AI computer is like really funny in general, but seeing, um, 
him uh, send LeBron James to the I think he says like the rejects or the losers, yeah. which is the the the, the, the the Looney Tunes, right? But then later in the trailer, we see Hanna Barbera characters, and I'm just like, okay, come on! I think the Hanna Barbera characters are lower tier than our Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that would be the lowest kind of tune land that you could be sent to. But okay, I guess we'll yeah. just have to. Just, maybe it's just tune in general, but they really tuned up the they really keyed it, up the Looney Tunes music for that scene, though. Yeah, it, it could be a, a personal vendetta against the Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this, and then I, I'm just gonna drop this in here because I think it's weird to have Clockwork Orange characters in here. Like, not, oh yeah, not Pennywise of, is in the background as well. Yeah, like like R-rated films that no one should have to ever reference. You know, I love a Clockwork Orange on a cinematic level. Do not get me wrong, but I would not recommend to anyone going to watch Space Jam: <laughs> A New Legacy with their family. Hey, you need to watch Clockwork Orange. You know, to to preface this. Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty. It's it's pretty clear that they are just going to be background characters. So, yeah. but yeah, it is kind of weird. Uh, I was going frame by frame, and I'm not a hundred percent sure because there's lots of blue characters. Like you even get to see the Game of Thrones dragon and yep. the uh, Game of Thrones uh, King. Uh, white King. White Walkers. Yeah. Uh, don't get confused. This other bald blue person. I'm pretty sure it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mister Freeze. Uh, uh, yeah, the, 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 the shoulder. Ping, there's multiple penguins in here. Uh, <laughs> the Joker, I believe, the Riddler, even at some point. So don't don't be surprised if Batman and the Justice League show up. Yeah, um, I saw a lot. Of, I saw some cynical takes, which I think are are fair. Of like, this is just a big IP mashup of a studio that is just this movie is for the for their board members, not for any real audience. Uh-huh. Um, and at the same time, I'm just like, I mean, I wasn't a big uh, uh, basketball fan when I was a kid. And even when I was a kid, I wasn't super keyed up on the Looney Tunes. They were okay. I mean, I was just, I think maybe only like a year or two away of falling in love with like Dragon Ball Z and like anime. And I just wanted like a bunch of action fights that stretched out weeks long and narratives that you could uh, follow over months of a time. So like, yeah, the original Space Jam, you know, it was fun, but yeah. like, I don't have this heavy nostalgia for it. So, uh, I, this movie is just a mashup of lots of things. And if I see yeah. it in theaters, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't think I'm going to see it in theaters. This is definitely one of the HBO maxes, uh, for sure. Oh yeah, that's right. I don't even have to pay to watch this. Great. Yeah. yeah, yeah Cause I'm looking at here, you know, I see, I see, uh, I took a screen. There's a Scooby-Doo going yep. on here i believe there might be thundercats there's flintstones yeah there's yep. chitaras in there uh, mad the, max uh, is going on here so the I'm, hannah barbera caveman and shark I'm, is in it i'm pretty sure scarface is in one of these as well oh my god uh, was it mama june from the the goonies as well i think there's a line i think there's like maybe a villains and a heroes line i don't know but like yeah, we're gonna a- need we're gonna need 4K screenshots on this one to get all Jeez. of them. Uh, do we have enough time to, to yeah. make, make that work? That also, might... Ready Player One, not a good uh, comparison because I didn't like that movie. No. So I don't think you want to draw uh, points from that well, movie to this movie. I, I agree, but I think yeah, Warner Brothers, the Lego Movie, also did the same kind of thing. And I'm like, uh, yeah. Let's see what I started about. following uh, Chris Miller on Twitter recently. I was actually shocked that I wasn't when I came across his name in my timeline. I was like, I'm really not following Chris Miller. Uh, he said, uh, must have it must have been spurred by the. Tra- of this movie he said the whole reason he thought to do this mashup of ip in the lego movie was he watched his son play with legos and he saw him put batman in the cockpit of the millennium falcon with the chewbacca and that's what spurred him to do the ip so Mm -hmm. i guess it feels a little bit more authentic with the with the lego people right well lego people (laughs) this i don't know maybe they maybe they figure it out i don't know but like there's neo 
or not Neo Morpheus and Agent Smith in another show. Oh yeah, well. I think I did see Morpheus like, in the background. It is wild. This is crazy. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Maybe there's basketball and Looney Tunes in here, but I didn't th- see a single. I didn't care about a single Looney Tune the whole time I saw. What it's the, is it the Monster Squad? Is that the the Monstars. players they play? Uh, well, this yeah, is the. I don't the, think this is the Monster Squad. This is like the something they're, else. They're, the, these are highly rendered CG creatures. They now. look they're like no. Well, do they look like elementals to you? Like, yeah, it did kind of it looks like what is going on? This is like the end of a superhero movie happening. Yeah, this is this is a culmination. Um so there's that um oh man, you, you made me think of something else for that. But that's fine. I just, this is my PSA for this is if you like the original Space Jam, I'm not I'm not precious on it. Uh Mike doesn't sound like you are either, but it's now mm-hmm. on HBO Max for you to stream. It was not hey. anywhere to stream until this week and now it's on HBO there Max. So There you go. If you want to go check that. Oh, I know what it was. It was um Yosemite Sam when, when Daffy Duck's like shoot the ball and he actually shoots the ball. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, oh yeah, I get that. I mean, if we want to talk about the actual content, like they ended it with the worst joke, like the granny joke uh-huh. of just like, oh, the granny can do uh gymnastics on her walker. Like, who is that joke for? Like this is supposed it, to be nostalgia <laughs> for millennials or possibly bringing in new audiences. Like, I don't think anybody ever really liked the granny and it's just like, oh, old person well, Funny joke. I'm pretty uh, sure they did the same thing in the first movie. Yeah, didn't she? Did she not dunk on the aliens or something <laughs> in that? Because she was like on the, on the bench the whole time. Uh, this is where the this is where the oh I bet you're fun at parties side of me comes out. It's just like I'm critiquing like animated jokes in a Space Jam trailer. So yeah. I, I'll 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 stop. meant for kids. <laughs> Space Jam is not for us. We're not the audience. But we'll thank God we have HBO Max for the rest mm. of the year for that. Speaking of things on HBO Max, The Suicide Squad, we talked about the first trailer last week in depth. Mm-hmm. And guess what? That was a red band trailer. Don't show it to your kids. But now you can show them the green band trailer if you want them to be excited for an R-rated movie. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they what can't the... go to it anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, so the green band trailer dropped, and most of this is new footage. Really impressed yeah. with this. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty shocked. Uh, I guess on a green band trailer, you can't show a needle going into the base of somebody's neck yep. because I, I noticed that they cut that scene, which is good because I get kind of skeezed out about needles anyway. So I was like, yep. okay, this, this yeah. cuts for Mike, but there, yeah, there was a lot of new they, stuff in here. I think they showed a lot more of the first uh, squad, you know, the one that's not probably going to be in the movie very long. Of the, the one Pete Davidson and Nathan Fillion, who we get to see his arms come off and do something. We don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, they're yet. kind of like floating there. <laughs> yeah, I, I think TDK stands for the dismemberment kid. I'm, I'm just going to mm-hmm. gonna hold hold strong to that because in the comic books, his arms fall off, boy. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we can see that. Um, you know, Captain Boomerang, there's a boomerang shot. I don't know what anybody else really does. Uh, but then it kind of shifts gear and goes into um, – what, what what song are they playing in the background? Um, oh, I don't even know. I forget. It's a slow motion or something. But it's it's fun. There's a lot of action. We get to see more guns with uh, Idris Elba's character. Yeah, we saw a couple more shots of the weasel. Is it just weasel? weasel. Is that the character yeah, name? Yeah, I don't know if maybe those just hadn't rendered last week and they just got around to them, or if they thought like, oh, this is a Green Band trailer. If we're slightly kind trying to promote to maybe a younger audience that. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't really be watching this, this movie. This is safer anyway. than seeing a shark rip somebody in half on a beach. <laughs> yeah, let's put the weasel in there. But there is a very quick shot of the um, the character that kind of looks like Starfire, who uh, kind of has like the the Mon princess Gal. look with yeah. The, yeah. She she 
Chi holds onto a helicopter, which makes it like uh, lose its balance, and it like cuts through a bunch of soldiers. And there is like a brief spray of blood. So I guess <laughs> you're allowed to have so you're allowed to have ten frames of blood in your green green band trailer. If you go to eleven, that's too much blood for your green band. So exactly, um, there is some violence to watch in here. And the, and John Cena got another line in this one about you know how he 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 loves peace so much he'd kill men, women, and children yeah. for it. I don't care how many people I have to kill to get peace, which makes me really look forward to his HBO Max show that's gonna be so funny yeah so um green band trailer just as fun as a red band trailer to be completely yeah. honest so you'll have a good time you'll have a good time check that out if you're excited for the suicide squad i, I heard a lot of people last week based on our episode a lot of people excited for the suicide squad so mm-hmm. um that that's good to know and I, I honestly like i said i'm gonna reiterate this every time i hear it in the trailer i hate people with personalized license plates um <laughs> and hardly the only time i've ever agreed with harley quinn is like if you have a personalized license plate you die i'm like oh no i can jump onto this i'm not gonna kill anybody i'm not gonna hurt anybody but i think the sentiments there so um it's, it's really fun so woo, go suicide squad all right let's back out we're reversing we're out of the trailer park mike we're gonna jump onto some other stuff uh whether you like it or not dc doesn't want to focus on any of those new gods um mm-hmm. that we were just introduced to in the snyder cut so uh the the film the dc film uh being written and directed by ava duvernay uh completely canceled scrapped uh to yeah. the bottom and I think it's safe to say we can lump this into the the next topic because these were kind of hit the yeah. news at, at, at the same time. The James Wan Trent, I want to say, vanity project also yeah. canceled. That one's not as surprising. I think you and right. I both, when we heard about it, was just like, oh, this is what happens when uh, a director makes a successful movie over at DC and they're just like, we'll let you do anything next just to keep you around and keep you happy. And since he's this horror director, he's like, yeah, I think those creepy fish people were pretty cool. Maybe I'll make <laughs> one of those. Yeah. Uh, I think these two bits of news kind of key into some uh, other Warner Brothers news that we have a little bit later, Uh, but it it does seem like there might be some maybe streamlining happening here, right? Like kind of cutting the fat, if you will. I saw the conspiracy theorists jumping in saying, oh, they're canceling the New Gods film so they can make way for Zack Snyder's New Gods. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know. I didn't hear that one. And I was like... Absolutely not. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're they're not doing new gods because it would have tied into that those characters so much. And this is just like the final like look. No, we're 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 done. Uh, I mean, Ava DuVernay put out a statement uh, where you know, like any director who still wants to get work in Hollywood, didn't exactly like you know throw up the middle finger. But she said she was disappointed. She didn't continue on this project anymore. She gave a shout out to the writer of the film, and uh, she was sad that we they they weren't going to see what they were working on come to fruition. So. You know, Ava DuVernay, you know, I, I know um, the uh, what was that Disney movie she made uh, with like Wrinkle in time. time, Wrinkle in Time. I know that one didn't really uh, r- really didn't knock it out of the park financially, but she's a big, well-known well, director now. And it seems like Warner Brothers isn't isn't well, keeping th- a lot of directors th- that, over there happy. Well, that that's not true because they did give her her other project she's working on next. The other C- uh, the other DC project that's going to. Um, HBO the, Max, the, uh, the dark, up. the dark thing. Uh, I'm gonna pull um, it up here. Uh, let me see. Here. Um, <laughs> Justice League Dark, possibly. No, 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 no. It was something else. It's, it's based on a comic book by something else. That's not not. Um, da, da, da. Oh. That's Either not, way, it's DMZ. It's, it's, it's called DMZ, is what it was called, oh. and they, they announced I mean, it, it um, at at that what that Warner Brothers Day a couple months ago. It had one of the mm-hmm. icons. 
Yeah, it sounds like there was some work put into it for sure. Yeah. Uh, so that's a little upsetting, but it seems like uh, there is some streamlining going on here, cutting the fat, if you will. Not yeah. necessarily fat can be good. Fat is delicious. Yeah. Uh, so not saying these were necessarily going to be bad, but uh, I think there's a lot of things happening over at Warner. Yeah, Brothers I think right now. I think New Gods had the most potential. Um, mm-hmm. because the Miracle Man comic book series won a bunch of awards and this was like mm-hmm. greenlit right after that. Tom King wrote that. He was the writer on this with Ava. So I think that's like very disappointing. Wouldn't you want to watch a movie where the one of the characters name is Miracle Man, whose real name is Scott Free because he gets away scot free. Literally. <laughs> I mean this is literal. I'm not I'm not being a, I'm not being puns here. This is how it was. Granny goodness, big barda, you know, all these characters you know and love Mike uh, mm. would have been there. But the <laughs> trench I I'm glad kinda of just got axed mm-hmm. so um before you know remember when they announced aquaman 2 like three years ago we we're like ah that's forever away and now it's like bad ah, next year uh, <laughs> so i'm like oh shit 2022 is gonna be a big one for us mm-hmm. uh switching gears to that on the on the, the batman uh, animated movies from dc always going strong they will turn anything to an animated movie over there <laughs> so maybe miracle man will get one of those animated treatments you know because yeah. they will they will do anything but right now they're taking a classic finally batman the long halloween and turning that into an animated movie and they're doing it into a part one and part two um Ooh. probably because it's a very long series i think 12 issues uh and the part one they've uh, kind of revealed the first look which looks about like a dc animated movie <laughs> yeah not much to take from that mm. one screenshot black of, and gray uh, batman his mm, colors uh and then, but the voice cast looked pretty good i'm gonna be honest um we have Jensen Ackles as the lead of Batman. He used he did voice um, uh, the Red Hood before this in the animated stuff. Mm-hmm. Josh Duhamel as Harvey Dent. Uh, Titus Welliver as Carmine Falcone. Or Falcone. Uh, David Dasmalchian, who is the Polka Dot Man in the Suicide Squad, as Calendar Man. Troy Baker is a joke. I mean, this is a beautiful voice cast here. It, it, it makes you wonder if you can glean anything out of this, though, because one thing that we do know is Warner Brothers did have the reins over some of these characters uh, when the uh, live-action TV shows on the CW were popping off. Like, no, 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 you can't use Batman. You can use Batwoman. No, you can't use this character. You can use this character, right? Mm-hmm. So there was some theories of, you know, would the long Halloween affect the, the Matt Reeves Batman movie right. coming out at all? You know, we have seen a trailer now. We know, like, the Riddler pretty uh heavily involved so it seems like maybe it wouldn't be the long halloween anymore if right. warner brothers kind of would quote unquote allow an animated uh, long halloween movie to come out and a, and yeah. a two-parter at that so uh well, not saying the long halloween couldn't possibly be in the future for batman yeah. live action wise but it seems like this might be a good uh point to go like it sounds like we're just going to be mainly sticking with a uh, riddler uh, yeah for the batman yeah. And i know some other villains have been cast but yeah i think i think well we have the the age up penguin uh remember with uh, mm-hmm. with what's his name um boy i'm gonna push o- it o- olaf <laughs> no no it's not olaf it's it's uh he was the the bullseye in the the daredevil movie um Colin Farrell? Yes, Colin Farrell's a penguin. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or at least a character, you know, kind of like that. Uh, the, the Josh Gad punked everyone he was playing. Josh Gad, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, he, yeah, he had that yeah. stupid uh, but, uh, April Fool's joke. But anyway, so we'll, we'll actually, we'll just jump into it because this is a great t- jump-off yeah. point into the Batman, the movie. So um, apparently Warner Brothers and DC Films are looking to consolidate their quote-unquote shared universe continuity into one timeline <laughs> except for the Batman. Uh, yeah, so is, what? Um, like, I guess you just kind of like, this is where I'm a visual learner. This uh-huh. is where I really need like 
uh, a whiteboard that has like, uh, you know, I have like little movie logos like with magnets that I can put up on there and go, okay, what universe is this in? Okay, Batman up there. Because like, uh, what's the one of the last uh, DC movies we know that really knocked it out of the park financially and is definitely going to see more of? It's Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. So it's just like, okay, where do we put him? Uh, We talked to, everyone has been talking about this uh, for years and years and years of a flashpoint flash Ezra Miller yeah. his character this is the best way to reset all of this so seems like yeah. if you're going to reset all of it do it why all why wouldn't you <laughs> why wouldn't you do it all but who knows maybe Matt Reeves contractually is just like no 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 I have this whole story planned out of what I want this Batman to do over like three movies yeah. let me do it don't mess any and, of this up well uh, also they have the TV show as well as tied into this um, oh yeah which is weird because uh, it, it says here in, yeah. in our in our show in our show notes that this yep. is gonna possibly go across into HBO Max as well right yeah so I think here's what here's my understanding is anything Batman and Batman adjacent such as the Gotham mm-hmm. PD will be in Earth Two. Uh, everything else, which I think only went outside of that spectrum, was Joker. Right? Everything else was technically in the same universe. Mm-hmm. So there's really not a lot to consolidate here. It just sounds stupid. On now that I'm talking yeah, out loud, but but it is kind of confusing. Uh, pulling up yeah. HBO Max, going like, oh, I'm going to watch the new Green Lantern show. Oh, but this has nothing to do with the new Gotham PD show at all. These right. are isolated so, to Batman. <laughs> so I think going forward with all the shows coming out, those will also be a larger part of the DC extended universe, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, we don't know until the Flash actually gets underway in films and and gets it going. But it sounds like they could just maybe. Maybe these reports are wrong. Maybe the Batman will become this because we don't have a Batman right now, right? In in Earth yeah. One, if you will, Prime Earth. So, and I mean, what is the narrative of bringing all of these together? I mean, we kind of see saw them play with it a little bit over there on the CW, where they where after the big crossover event, they all ended up on the same Earth together, yeah. and uh, they were all technically always there together, and all of the incidental people around the plot just was like, oh yeah, Supergirl, you've always been hanging out in a in a Central City alongside of like the Arrow and everything else. Um, but how would you do that in this movie, right? Are, are they trying to technically say that even like uh, Titans or Doom Patrol would technically be brought into the same universe? Now, maybe there'd be some sort of crazy, like to bring it back to Ready Player One, maybe there'd be some sort of insane, also like Avengers Endgame fight scene where you bring in all of these different universes and characters and like just kill them, kill half of them off on the battlefield, right? We really, WB, we're really trying to streamline. <laughs> we're not only gonna, we're not only gonna kill these movies in real life, we're gonna kill these people in the movies so we don't have to worry about all this anymore but man it's crazy that it all technically hinges on one movie coming up right the flash like what's going to happen what are you going to do uh all i can say is whether or not any of us agree with this or think of there's a better way it's going to be a wild ride right i mean geez with the streaming success and i think it's safe to say Zack snyder's justice uh, league was a streaming success especially for all the news that it got something's got to happen with it in some respect i feel like right i whether i want it or not it seems like a max executive would be crazy not to follow something up so there's going to be lots of flux happening which just keeps our show pulsing and breathing and our heart beating over here at superhero slate that's for sure we're gonna have to uh, develop some sort of visual thing for the dc universe like (laughs) yes crossing like like flow charts and everything that people can just go and look at because Mm -hmm. we don't know i don't know i mean will the will the doom patrol and titans you know move to that well where does swamp thing live at it's airing on the cw but it was made for uh dc universe which is now hbo max i don't know where any of these things are going or coming so 
I hopefully they just figure it out. And Batman, you know, um, I hope I like Robert Pattinson. If they want to pull him into the main universe and replace Ben Affleck, that's fine. But you need to make that decision pretty early on, uh, or don't do it. Don't do another reset in you know two more years with a, another Flash movie. So uh, I don't know, man. It, it seems like this wild. We'll just have to buckle up and go for a bumpy ride, if you will. Uh-huh. Uh, keep your HBO Max subscriptions going. Oh wait. You're going to have to if you watch Mortal Kombat, Mike, because they pushed it back one week to April 23rd. Uh, there's two thoughts behind this one. Uh, hopefully more more theaters it appears like getting more openings. I think it's LA mm-hmm. said they were going 50% capacity soon. Uh, maybe New York. Uh, but also, if you got Justice League, uh, the Snyder Cut, you're going to have to renew again to watch Mortal Kombat. So, oh, that's how they get you. That's how they get you. So, um, yeah, hopefully you got to you know watch. I mean, come on. A true Zack Snyder fan would keep their HBO Max subscription so they can watch the Justice is Grey edition and then just alternate week after yeah. week, right? I mean, you can watch a part the, every single day. You can just keep it in rotation and just always have it in your eyeballs because what, Chris, like I've seen people on the internet say the greatest superhero movie of all time. So mm-hmm. you should just be watching it time. every day. Yeah, yeah, the best ever, ever made. Uh, and if you don't like it, well, you man that's what i'm saying no i'm kidding i i think i think you know, honestly if you're a fan i should be a max i think again just to reiterate this i'm a huge fan i think it's got the most bang for its buck yeah, it's, gr- it's a great service i mean yeah and i just upgraded my phones and when you upgrade a phone they of course they're like hey we have a new phone plan you have to go to and uh my new one actually includes hbo max so technically i'm paying for two hbo maxes right now so <laughs> i'm the true snyder fan <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah you can stream the gray edition and the the, the and the Regular. desaturated edition at the same time side by side oh my gosh well you know it's two squares might make a full tv screen if they let me oh my the gosh back bars. <laughs> you're right <laughs> uh, i'm on to something here but i'm excited for mortal kombat again i've been playing mortal kombat 11 uh really excited to see these fatalities in this already movie mike uh, i want to mm-hmm. go see it in theaters but hbo max it's reeling me in every time i i try to get out pulls me back in <laughs> uh speaking of streaming services uh getting cool things uh netflix purchased the next two sequels to knives out uh uh-huh. with uh, ryan johnson and daniel craig to return for both of them um, if, if if i believe correctly i think this overarching deal also expands past two sequels i think maybe this is also a deal that just kind of keeps ryan johnson at netflix for you know the next two decades or whatever mm-hmm. so uh i mean that that's pretty cool that's a big get for netflix uh knives out was great and uh i've come, I've come craig, around to it daniel, i didn't like it at first but i've come around to it so daniel craig performance as like a southern detective is so weird but compelling i really really want to watch him uh, be in another whodunit and whodunits are just fun we don't get a lot of them anymore right i mean uh so well, the fact that we're getting two more on netflix yeah. I'm, I'm down well, i'm down one, to clown chris well one of the other movies i was wishing um fox had it now disney uh, is the um murder on the nile um which mm-hmm. they had uh, or death on the nile they had murder on the orient express i love those poro movies right like that was i like that first one really much so i'm very excited mm-hmm. for this next one minus the fact army hammer is like the main star in it and that's he's got a shit ton of problems right now uh don't, yeah. don't dive into that one folks that's a whole different story um, yeah i think he didn't he say something even before whatever his scandal is now didn't he like say something like disrespectful to like comic books and like stanley uh, or, or maybe that was taken out of context i don't know what yeah it was. yeah yeah his new stuff but he's kind worse. of he was kind of on my radar whether that was true or not ever since i i heard that but yeah. i mean this was a 450 yeah. million dollar deal yeah. that is huge so, bucks, man. so actually i looked into this um most investors are saying this is actually nothing exceptional this is par for the course on deals uh because <laughs> isn't, the, because isn't that so sad 
bad. Yeah. Like, it's just like uh, we look at that dollar amount and go like, holy crap, the things that we could do with that. And there's like, yeah, this is normal, whatever. Yeah, well, exactly. Because like a lot of streamers, again, they're like, again, Amazon and Disney Plus and Netflix. And they're all like combating, you know, to, to bring in content over and over again to their ecosystem. And like they're trying to snag, nag these people. Like was it um, each Warner Brothers got J.J. Abrams for their DC stuff kind of thing? Bad Robot. For I guess for some context, I looked it up. I think the last really big creator deal we maybe talked about on the show, like back in 2018, was Greg Berlanti, the creator yeah. of all those CW shows. He had a $400 million overall deal. Yeah. So That we know I of. Mean, I mean, there's, there's probably more that we which, don't know Which of. is weird because when we talked about that deal, it was like, holy crap, talk about... Talk about a chunk of change right there, and then uh, Ryan Johnson gets fifty million more dollars than that, and we're just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's just a, it's just another streaming deal. Out yeah, there in the a- world. Abrams was two hundred fifty million for his Warner Media stuff, um, mm-hmm. but that that probably um, doesn't include what he's going to get paid for doing the next Superman movie. So yeah, we'll we'll see what that is. But yeah, deals like this we're going to be all the time. Now again, um, they've reiterated at Lucasfilm and Ryan Johnson himself that his trilogy is still in the works there. Mm-hmm. who knows i mean what was it um the last thing we saw was that the um the game of thrones guys have been fired from how many studios so far <laughs> um i think they might they're, be they're in working now, aren't they they'll land they'll land somewhere yeah so um disney hired them to do star wars and then they said nope goodbye and now they're i think they're at netflix so um yeah we'll see what's going on with that but knives out more more stuff more content netflix up in their game with high quality stuff high quality actors i'm sure daniel craig will be great to get out of james bond suit finally and get into his uh, southern detective again <laughs> so sounds good to me all right so this is the part of the show where we start jumping into some spoiler territory we'll do falcon and winter soldier first followed by godzilla versus kong so uh if you've not watched any of these things uh turn off if not we got time codes everything has time codes did you know yeah. that all of them no matter where you are i put the i put these I specifically put these in here for you because I know you need them as much as I do. So Chris uh, loves you, everybody. He is your uh, best friend and your father, and he will give you little kisses on the head before you go to bed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you. Um, I'm like the Grinch, and you are my Cindy Lou Who's. So I'm gonna give you a, a drink <laughs> and put you to bed, and then I'm gonna steal your Christmas tree because to hell with you. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Falcon Winter Soldier episode three, Mike. Um, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested. I'm interested I because have, you have words, and you told me you I had have, words, and I don't know what I that have means. grievances. We might be at odds here, and I, I feel we I are know, because I watched it I after. I don't know if I'm the odd one out here. I have been kind of just avoiding the overall online conversation with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, just like how I did with WandaVision. So I don't even know what the temperature is out there, but I did, I did check your temperature on Friday mm-hmm. uh, when you, when you watched this and I, it seemed like you were kind of surprised that I might have some things to say <laughs> about this episode, but I am a little frustrated. I mean, if you can tell if you, if you've caught the last two weeks of, of the podcast, uh, my opinion of this overall show has been a little worrisome and this episode did not help things. And I, just it feels like i just watched uh, uh an episode of agents of shield with just higher paid actors in it i i just was not a fan of a lot of things that happened in this episode it thing things just seem sloppy the our main characters bucky and sam don't dis, don't seem to be very proactive they just seem to be very reactive which is kind of boring to watch on a tv show yes i will agree that the I mean the show looks great. This definitely looks like a high quality TV show. The visual effects are on are on par. Uh, the only saving grace in my head is uh, this show feels a lot more like a longer movie 
divvied up into parts, whereas something like WandaVision felt more episodic. Now, you could say that was just because the theme of the type of show that they were making, or who knows, Loki could end up feeling very episodic too as well. But I just feel like I can't get into the groove of the show, and I have mm-hmm. lots of questions. I, I'm confused. So uh, I'm going to use this moment to air them out. And I, I just have to say, I do not like what's happening with with Zemo here. Everything just seems like so weird, starting from the very beginning of the episode where I thought we were going to be treated to a very fun prison breakout scene, and he just gets out of prison like why he did not need the help of Bucky he didn't need anybody's help to get out of prison the only thing he apparently he needed to do was to get two dudes fighting in the in the mess hall and he could just like very easily slip out so like why did he wait all of this time to escape prison when he specifically tells us like oh well at least when you were in prison you were frozen the whole time I have to just look at this prison cell I hate it here and it's like well dude it sounds like you could have gotten out whenever the hell you wanted so I don't understand what's the impetus of him deciding just to get out now I don't know if you have any answers oh, for me Chris. I mean I, I think I think maybe he didn't have a purpose right I, I think what do you do like you know uh, he, I guess the last time we saw him was in fact seven years ago in the timeline. Uh, he was at a cell. The last time we saw him, he wanted to kill himself. No. He had a gun to his head yep. and he was ready to end it all. It seems like at the very least, you know, escape prison and just jump off of a bridge, you know, at least that could be your Again, motivation for getting out of prison. Seven years. I, I, I think, I don't know if we'll get any flashbacks with, um, uh, Martin, uh, oh, What's his name? The the guy who who's in Black Panther, Martin Martin Freeman, Martin Freeman's character, yeah, yeah. who talked to him. I, I I don't know if we'll get any. I think they may give us some background on him. I'm interested to see. I really don't mind this show. I love the character study of 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 Bucky and the Falcon. They don't get along. Um, they're they're trying to do the same thing, but it's not. I think this one again was a little light on the um the overarching stuff. I don't quite understand what the Flag Smashers are doing yet. Yes, uh, please. Le- yes, but, we can talk about those people too. Uh, I think they're they're doing humanitarian things, but in a wrong way. It feels very. This is a sequel to Civil War. Uh, it, it's, it's how I looked at it after everything because I'm like, okay, and it, these are the. It's all. It's also a sequel to Endgame in a way where it seems like these Flash Smashers and a lot of people here are being motivated by the blip, but we don't get to see... I understand why they're motivated, but we don't get to see it. We don't get to connect Mm -hmm. with it. Apparently, the Flash Smashers, they're... So they they stole the superhero serum, the super soldier serum, so they would have the ability to steal, like, vaccines and goods. And we are being told that it's for, like, refugees or whatever, but we never get to see, really, the refugees. We don't get to see where they are. We don't get to connect with them. And we don't even really know why they are refugees. Like, I know people are displaced from coming back from the blip, but, like, it's I can't emotionally connect with anything yeah. the Flag Smashers are doing because we haven't even seen it. Like, there was, like, one brief moment where she was just like, oh, this – I think that might have been her mom, like, dying on I, a cot. I, I, I don't like, know who that is. I don't think it's but, her mom. I think we're going to find out more about, you know, this, I, um, this church sanctuary thing yeah. a little later. There's um, – what we, we've missed in the MCU so far in Phase 4 is the actual desperation in the actual, uh, you know, how bad were things during and immediately after. 
the book. Yeah. It just it feels like the show is also like being rushed. It's like they're trying to get us to the end and they're skipping over like very crucial details. Like the 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 the, the whole reason that they wanted the bus Zemo out is absolutely insane to me because uh, they say that they were there they've reached their limit. They can't find any more information. They've they've shaken loose every every single lead that they have and and they can't find these flag smashers. Uh, but we've only we're only like three episodes in really technically only two episodes have happened and I feel like me and myself in the audience I have not seen a whole lot of work gone into them trying to find these flag smashers like they 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 couldn't quite beat them on the top of that trailer truck. And mm-hmm. then uh, at the beginning of this episode, a U.S. agent busts in and tries to interrogate people, and it doesn't quite go that way. And now all of a sudden it's just like, oh, we've, we've done literally everything we can. Let's, yeah. let's bust out the most one of the most successful villains in the MCU – Let's just get him out of jail just for like the just for the hell of it. We'll keep a good eye on him. It's just like it just seems like I get it that this I like the story idea of getting Zemo out and using him, but it just seemed lazy the way they told the story of just like let's just get him out of prison. Let's not talk about it that much. Let's just see what happens. Well, I think I think like, I think this that's... dude almost single handedly took down the Avengers and technically. Technically, you could say he did take down the Avengers. He accomplished what he wanted to. And they're just like, oh, yeah, well, we'll just get him out. We'll just bust him out. No big deal. It's just everything is just like it's so rushed and it's making me very well, frustrated. I think I think the whole difference is like the, there's no planning because Sam is a planner and, and uh, Bucky is not. Bucky, he's the Winter Soldier, right? He just was like, I, I think he had one of the cooler action scenes this this. Uh, episode in the bar where he like took down everybody. And yeah, was like, that, oh my was God, cool. that was cool. But I think his he doesn't plan because that's not how he was trained. <clears throat> yeah, he, he's a weapon, s- a pointed weapon, and that's what he's like. I need to do this, so I'm just going to do it. And at the same time, he is the one character out of the entire MCU, out of all of these people on planet Earth, he is the one character that should be the most worried about occupying the same room as this guy. Like, yeah, 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 he talks about how he deprogrammed all of these codes, but it's just like, maybe just let Sam go in and do it. Like, out of all of these people, like, it, like... I don't know. Like these are these are like the little things that I feel like are being uh, that are well, being overlooked, and a lot of my problems I, I think are still all kind of funneling back to Zemo because the most compelling part about his character in Civil War, right, was he was one man, one man on a mission, just a just a relatively normal guy who we got a little bit of backstory showing that he was kind of like this soldier over there in Sokovia, right? So he did kind of have some means of tracking down some people, but one man just with like in, with uh, just endless uh, amounts of like I guess revenge in his body was able to take down the strongest people the earth have has ever seen and then uh, all of a sudden now in this show he's a baron and he actually had all these resources he's rich which didn't make any sense to me because he tells them like oh what you didn't know I was a baron yeah 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 I was a I was a big shot in Sokovia that's why I have all of these planes and all of these cars and everything but then later in the episode he says like oh it's terrible what happened to Sokovia once it fell once you guys like dropped a rock on it like the the neighbors came in and just and scrapped up everything Sokovia doesn't even exist anymore so why would your wealth exist why would you still well, be royalty he, I don't understand he, like I'm not I'm not super upset that this is necessarily what they decided to do but they're doing a piss poor job of explaining I, it to I, him. I mean, I think again, you're 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 looking for little rocks and details in this when it's not that many rocks and, and but details. But it's a TV show. This is where you it's, want the it, little details. This and is stuff. A, this is a event series. This is six episodes of a show that probably won't get a second season based on kind of how things are 
going, I hope it, I hope it does, but I think I think the characters will get something else. I I don't. I, I don't care that he's he he was a baron. He had the money. He just had time before. Now they don't have time, so they're acting differently because you know Zemo did have years to plan his his revenge on the Avengers, and this one they've got a couple days to figure this out before these superpower people you know get across the world. I'm, I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for you know I'm, I'm looking at the character study of you know Sam, looking at the character study of of Bucky and how they're interacting, how they're different, and you know. We all know who's going to be the Captain America in this, right? Who who got the shield? But you know, how does he work with you know a sidekick like Bucky, like Captain America did? And how do they they come together to you know again? They'll probably have to fight America for one, and then the Flag Smashers on another end uh, throughout this. But I'm 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 enjoying the show. I don't have the minor details. I I, I think when the, all six episodes are done. The answers are going to be there, and we're not going to have as many we questions. We shall see. Because this I think is a you, great had, oppor- you had a, you had the same issues. With, I'm just saying you had the same issues with um, um, WandaVision, but we got the answers later, right? Like they gave us the answers by the end of it. So I, I'd like to see the whole picture and be like, okay, these we'll are the parts they didn't answer, and I still have questions. And this is why you should stay subscribed <laughs> to Superhero Slate because at the end of the next three weeks, you can yeah. potentially see me and Chris go head to head even more. So. Uh, there you go, Falcon well, and the Winter it's, Soldier. It's, episode, it's, episode it's, it's, we're all, I mean, it's, it all depends on how you watch it, what your mentality is when you watch it. I, we're gonna, it, we don't have to agree on them all. I think it's still, I think it's still, it's quality, fun. It's still a quality. I show. like it. Yeah. I like it when we don't agree on things on the podcast because yeah. it's it's more fun for the both of us. I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we both go crazy by the end of it. Um, all right, well, okay, that's good. Let's go ahead and get to something we're probably both going to agree on: uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, I didn't even know you watched this. To be completely honest, uh, <laughs> I watched it. I watched it on Friday, just like I promised. Yeah, I was like, this well, is going to be a Friday night movie. I can't watch this on a Wednesday. I can't watch two uh, of the biggest beasts ever to ever cross this uh, planet on a Wednesday. That's too much. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's where I just I don't even look at the days. So I'm like, you, these are the two <laughs> biggest beasts. They deserve my time any day of the week. That's what I'm going to go look into. So, um, yeah, we both got to watch it. Uh, it's uh, free on HBO Max. Uh, if you have HBO Max, you can also go watch it in theaters. Apparently, it's doing awesome numbers across the world in theaters. Uh, it's also, what, the first movie since theaters have opened, <laughs> pretty mm-hmm. much. So, um, good good for it. Uh, this is a culmination, uh, some prefaces of the MonsterVerse movies, Godzilla, Godzilla King of the Monsters, and also um, Kong Skull Island. Uh, mm-hmm. So, we finally get here in this, and uh, here it is. Mike, um, you uh, do you, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I'll, I'll... Uh, I mean, I, I can say that this is easily the best movie of the MonsterVerse oh, by far. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. I, I had so much more fun with this movie, but I do have to say uh, I my expectations were all the way to the ground because after watching all of the other MonsterVerse movies, like, you, you just already know what to expect, right? So you just, I just take all of my, uh, all of the things that I want out of this movie. I know I'm not going to get them. So let's just start from uh, uh, expecting an F minus. And I ended up having an okay time. It's all ridiculous. It's all dumb. It's all silly. Uh, I think the thing that helped this movie the best was it seemed like the human elements are less. I would love to see somebody's runtime. Like, you know, that same dude that did all the calculations for the slow-mo in a Snyderverse, mm. uh, like go ahead and throw him on this movie and do the calculations of how many human scenes were in here. Cause I feel like it was less. I feel like we had a lot of less, uh, human adventures, which is what you want. You just want to see the big monsters fight each other. Right. Uh, and I think it was also helpful that by the time that you get to this movie, human beings had advanced their technology enough to where it, at least they could kind of be more of a plot point in the movie. Like it's absolutely insane that they go to the center 
center of the earth. It, it makes no sense. It's it basis of no reality. I kept getting weird flashbacks to the movie The Core, where they actually went to the center of the earth. And guess what? It's only a big ball of lead and lava down there in that movie. Uh, so all of that makes no sense. But at least kind of some of the technology is fun. There's a silly magic axe. Uh, the special effects are really, really good. So I had a fun time. I'm glad I did not pay for this movie. I can tell you that. I think this is the worst of all of them, <laughs> by far. Yes, uh, yes, I, I love how different we are. I, I will say that um, your your promised Titan fights of the century, right? Titan fights, like you're gonna get a Godzilla, you're gonna get Kong, and they maybe have like two goddamn fights this whole fucking. Movie. Like, <laughs> there is no fighting going on. I am bored. They're they're human characters who are the worst parts of all these movies, and oh, somehow they agree. get even worse. How do they get worse? <laughs> Uh, you've got Millie Bobby Brown and uh, the kid from Deadpool too, right? Like you're like, okay, these are these are pretty fun kid actors. Uh, just tanked, just completely tanked. Um, you know, I I think uh, I like Godzilla King of the Monsters more than this because there's more Titans fighting and there's more action. And on this, I was just bored. If they weren't fighting, I was just like, oh my god, I'm so out of my mind, bored. While they try to figure out why this snotty. Uh, rich person, of course he's making Mecha Godzilla, like, right? Like, like we we all caught that early on, right? Like, you're like, oh, this is this is definitely Mecha Godzilla coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, his his snotty daughter, you're like, yeah, she's a bitch. Like, she's gonna die. I, I the only time I cheered so hard was when her ship got caught by by Kong <laughs> and blown up there at the end. I was like, yes. is, is that the sa- is that the same actress that was in um uh, Bloodshot? Bloodshot, yes, it was Bloodshot. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So, um, and uh, so she, uh, that was the blood saw actress. I was like, gosh, you're just annoying as shit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, for some reason, there's how convenient they uh, they're, they're they're transporting Kong, and they're like, we avoided all of Godzilla's waters, but he somehow found us in this one spot in the ocean. Uh, yeah, oh, there's oh, so oh, many ridiculous. It's 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 <laughs> it was like I can get ridiculous. I'm like, okay, they're fighting. Uh-huh. That's that's cool, but like. There was so much between that fight and then the end fight. I just like, what the hell should I do? Like, what what is going? I felt as bored as those people, as the people stuck in the tube going between mm-hmm. San Di- San was it San Diego or San Francisco? I thought it was, I thought it was Florida. No, no, they, it was they, Florida, they were, Pensacola or something. I thought it was California because that's where the the landfall was last time. Either way, apparently there's a tunnel. Yeah, a, a maglev tunnel <laughs> under under the thing. I was just so goddamn bored uh, to see this. Now I will, I will go the other way. And say I did enjoy that this movie does not do a long setup. It just mm-hmm. starts. We're like, it's the modern day. We've been working with Kong. Boom. It's modern day. Here's Godzilla. Boom. We don't have to like give you their backstories of catch you up on the past 50 years of God or King Kong, right? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have been cool if John C. Riley would have made a cameo as an old man. Um, because yeah, that would have been cool. I think he would have been technically too old, right? Yeah. I think he would be dead. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe some recorded footage of him talking about Kong. Yeah, th- yeah, that could have been um, fun. You know, the the human character. The, the, I know they carried over the characters from King of Monsters for no reason other than you know. They're listening oh, to yeah. a podcast as well. About- <laughs> I I never remember the actor's name, but the guy who played Coach in Friday Night Lights does like literally nothing in this movie. Yeah, he just talks to Millie Bobby Brown for a couple. He of finds times. his daughter in 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 Tokyo or not Tokyo, Hong Kong, randomly in a in a huge city <laughs> being destroyed by three titans. He's like, hey, there's my daughter. And yeah, Hong yeah. Kong. For me, this is kind of like the pendulum of this universe, right? In the very first Godzilla movie that I want to say came out in 2016. You can tell that they tried to make something that was believable, right? Like, how 
would the modern world react to a giant lizard attacking? It seemed very grounded. Even like the cinematography felt real and like scary and dramatic. This is the total other way. They're just kind of making something that honestly feels like camp most of the time. I mean, like really they use the skull of the other Titan to use a neural pathway to the robot. I mean, you don't, you, it's not only pointless, you don't even need it. Like we understand that your technology could possibly control Mecha Godzilla. Like we don't need the whole, like, you know, a mental (laughs) tissue connection of what, what, what was the three headed monster? It's Ghidorah, but like Ghidorah. Why? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So apparently now it mentally telepaths and that just happens at the one moment they connect. Well, yeah, Chris, because the, it would take too long for it to go down the neck and up the neck of the other one to talk to you, which is just hilarious just on its face. But, like I, I enjoyed the monster fights. I thought they were fun. The biggest advantage of having Kong in your monster movie is you can emotionally connect to the monster more because it's like uh, apes. What do they say? Or say share ninety eight percent of our yeah, DNA. Yeah, and, so, and he knows sign language. Like I, yeah, he he, and he can, can talk. Emo- yeah, yeah. So you can just connect to it more. Obviously, everything around it is silly. Like a magic axe. Like who put that in the movie? Mm-hmm. It's stupid. But like when Godzilla charged it up at the end for the final blow, I was like on board with it. I was like, oh, this is super. So- <laughs> so I think I think this suffers from um, X Men syndrome, uh, where there's two fights I could just watch them on YouTube and have seen the movie. <laughs> like I feel like that's where I where I'm at with this because I I was really invested in the other ones, right? Like I mean not like pouring my life into it, but like the King of Monsters set up this whole other pantheon of yeah. titans, right? Yeah, because they were they were trying to make films. They were yeah. really trying, whether it turned out well or not, they were trying to make something that held a little bit more weight. Yeah, so where, like, I think it would have been awesome. There's a Mothra egg somewhere, uh, the Rodan and the other crazy-looking titans. Like, where were they at for this? Like, couldn't, like, they had some more going on. Like it could have yeah. just been docu footage, right? Rather than, but like, I feel like Godzilla was underwater for most of this movie. Yeah. Like you just saw I mean, his they, fins, which was the yeah. same thing as God or, or uh, <laughs> King Kong's ax. So is this just like recycled assets over and over again? Yeah. I, I mean, they just had to fundamentally change this movie for Mecha Godzilla to make any sense. We, we talked about this before, before the movie even came out. Like how do you even fundamentally, explain the existence of a giant mecha in this mm-hmm. universe uh this means you have to advance the technology of the humans for even for it to even make sense so it's just kind of like they have two paths to pick right and it seems like they all realize that there are only one movie left in the, in the chamber right they're, they're probably not going to make any more of these but who knows this one performed pretty well at the box office maybe we'll get a snyder oh uh offshoot you know of hbo max just making these hits now uh putting them on their platform but it's just like, okay, what do we do with the last film? Uh, we want to do Mecha Godzilla. Things are just going to have to get silly. Mm-hmm. But either way, it seems like this is done, over with. This chapter yeah. has been closed, possibly on these Who monsters. Won? Who won? Uh, apparently, uh, the director said. Uh, uh, that we were going to have an answer of who won, and it was pretty clear uh, that Godzilla was the was the primo king. You know, yeah. uh, uh, King Kong did take, I think they said round two, uh, but then uh, round, the, round two and round three, I guess both happened in the city. But King Kong lost, but he did get the final blow the, on Mecha Godzilla. The colors of that city during that fight at night, fucking beautiful. Yeah, Absolutely like, I don't beautiful. think Hong Kong literally looks like that at night but uh this I was version okay of with it. kong kong with godzilla and it looks like that oh, they destroyed that city <laughs> like you do not want to live in hong yeah. kong before or after that was going to happen i mean 
wow, they did not. They, at least they didn't hold back, right? I mean, yeah. I, I did. I, I guess this just shows the 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 Western side of me. But like, I've never been to Hong Kong before, so I was just like, I don't care what they do to that city. I've never been there. Wow. Uh, but like when they were destroying San Francisco, even though I don't live in San Francisco, I was just like, oh, I wonder how people are going to rebuild. But I'm just like, yeah, destroy that city. Mm-hmm. I've never been there before. Yeah. <laughs> even though it's all fake, it doesn't and, matter. And, anyway. and did you know the the guy using the the PlayStation VR to control Godzilla? Uh, that's the son of uh, Ken Watana- Watanabe's character. Watanabe? Like, oh, I didn't. I didn't. Pick did, up on that. <laughs> why, why did they not tell us that more? Like, he if he had a purpose, like I'm doing this to avenge my father. Yeah, or he could have had like a little picture of his dad on the dashboard, right? Yeah. Of that, uh, of that kind of VR headset. Yeah, like, like that's a detail. Like, it's in here. Why did we not focus on that for a little bit more? <laughs> uh, I, I think I think the um, the crazy podcast guy Brian Tyree Henry's character uh, he had motivations right his de- his 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 wife was killed in a kaiju attack and uh-huh. he was like oh they're covering up I think he was probably most in, most of the human characters I'm like I get you uh, and then yeah, also I- Rebecca Green uh, her character with the kid the the Kong whisperer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed those humans, but everybody else can just get out of the movie. I <laughs> yeah, I, I can't take credit for for drawing this line. I saw it somewhere out there uh, on the Internet, but it is hilarious that Millie Bobby Brown's Brown's crew, after all of the work they did, uh, their culmination of all of their efforts in this movie was just pouring whiskey onto the control panel to briefly slow down Mechagodzilla for like two seconds. Uh-huh. And that was it. They had no other contribution. At least King Kong's team like literally brought him back to life by defibrillating him, which yeah. was super silly, but I thought it was kind of fun. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, the less humans, the better, but theoretically, could you even make this movie without you any got, humans you at gotta all? Have there's them. gotta be a, there's, there's gotta be a balance, right? But, but I just, I don't even know what, if that's possible. The motivation, <laughs> like I think the, 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 Ken Watanabe's son and you know a couple of them, if they had motivations it would feel better but nobody had a motivation um, <laughs> and that's like uh, the only thing you know I just wish there was more I think I could watch the two fight scenes or I guess quote unquote three fight scenes and would have been happy but the, everything in the middle yeah. I was like I'm just I'm just I don't need this shout, extra stuff. Uh, shout out to uh, I don't even remember the name of the class anymore uh, but if you are a student or are going to be a student at Purdue University there is a wonderful film course uh, where uh, you go through the uh, scientific accuracy of films and uh, one of them is the core and uh, the, the the instructor I can't remember the guy's name unfortunately but uh, he, he went through all the reasons why you cannot go to the center of the earth whether or not there is something there the, the gravity would just absolutely destroy you before you even got there so uh, really hard to turn my brain off at that point in time so uh, you have to turn your brain off to watch this movie so uh, turn it off and I think you'll have a good time but yeah. it sounds like Chris uh, I, did I, did, I did not I tried to I was so excited for this uh, I, I mean my mentality for this is like my mentality tally for mortal Kombat, right i need a popcorn movie but i was hoping for more less dead time i think i think the amount of action versus dead time was too much for me and i was like Ugh. who would have thought months ago uh on the on the week <laughs> of the third episode of falcon and the winter soldier uh we would be totally flipped yeah. on what we were enjoying that week uh, well, <laughs> what a bizarre state of uh, and, of occurrence and last time we talked about godzilla you were like i hate these movies like why, yes, why am i watching i these? did and I'm Absolutely. like, oh come on, they're awesome. They're building this world together. Now we're now we're the other way. But I mean, I, the pandemic, yeah. it's fundamentally changing us, Chris. Mm, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 doing something. I mean, I, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know what else to add to this. There's no post credit scene, so you don't have to worry about that. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's the, uh, free on HBO Max. There, there's a 
there's a strategic reason why we tacked it to the end of the episode. We did not think we could fill an entire spoiler cast of uh, yeah. Godzilla versus Kong, and I, I think it's safe to say that we couldn't. So yeah, <laughs> that's why it's just on this episode. Exactly, exactly. All right, Mike. Well, I think that's it for this. We're gonna we're gonna get out of here. I'll let people go watch these things if they haven't. If people want to know what you're up to, what you're doing, where can they find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and you can read my web comics and now fan fiction oh God. at pickledcomics.com. I've been, asked, I've been yes. asked about this so many times. So like, yes, Chris, I can't explain it. Well, I don't know why. They're, they're asking me. Some... They're asking me, like, why is Mike writing this? What's up with it? I'm like, I don't Just know, ask man. Me. <laughs> I wrote some fan fiction about the Property Brothers. Oh. Yes, the Property Brothers that will uh, renovate your home on HGTV. Uh, HGTV. I can't even say it. Mm-hmm. Like my You're so excited. Is, the, the, uh, is this some sort of like erotic f- fan there fiction? There is no eroticism oh. in here. Oh, no, I'm, all, I'm out again. Uh, I don't want to toot my own boat, uh, toot my own horn. I guess a boat does toot, depending on what it does. Uh, anyway, it's funny. I think it's funny. If you want to read something funny and you have a slight knowledge of the Property Brothers, go read my fan fiction, Prop- The Property Brothers Grimm. They're transported to a fairy tale world and they have to use their renovation prowess to survive. Mm-hmm. So go check that out uh, just anywhere on social media, at Mike Royer Design. Is, I-, I linked it there. Is this like the it's Hardy Boys, but the Property Brothers? <laughs> it's better. Oh my gosh. Uh, so The power of brothers, the powers of friendship. Mm-hmm. Chris. People want to catch up and see what you're doing. Maybe eventually you'll write some fan fiction. Where can they find oh, it? Oh, sir, I I went to I went to film school, my friend. I wrote plenty of comic book fan fiction scripts back then. <laughs> uh, if I dig them out, I, I'd probably get hired. No, I'm kidding. Uh, if I uh, people want to find me, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Valdan V A L D A N, or Instagram, Valdan eighty seven. Uh, I gotta give a shout out. I, I know they're I don't know if they're listening, but uh, Chad and Eben, um, two guys I play Fortnite with, have. Uh, work at a sticker factory and have gotten me my stickers for my arcade cabinet in the mail to me. Oh, rad. So I'm excited to get those kind of put together so I can I can complete my work. I'm kind of at a holding point until that gets done. Also, the price of wood is very expensive. I know you wouldn't <laughs> know this. Uh, no, I but, but the price of wood has shot up lately. I don't know what's going on. Uh, so that's- Oh, I think I saw my mom share a meme about that. And I guess now I know what it means now. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Here we go. Uh, learn it. Learn it about the world through your mom's memes, Mike. Uh, I still want to do that thing where we ask your mom to review movies. Like we just like, hey, what do you think of this movie? Hey, she has been. She. Uh, I gave them a, a Netflix gift card for the holidays, and they are binge watching Netflix like nobody's business. It's insane. She worked her way through all of The Crown. She watched Bridgerton, Downton Abbey. She's really into that oh across God. the pond. <laughs> she loves some England over That's there. That's for sure. Oh, that's and then, awesome. uh, they also got Amazon Prime. My dad's watching Bosch, so uh-huh. they're they're cranking. They're working through there. It's in our DNA, yeah. the Royers, well, to binge watch. Give them to give them Paramount Plus next Christmas and tell them to watch Frasier. See how they feel about it. <laughs> Uh, maybe they'll put Cheers on there eventually. I don't know. Get some crossover love. All right, Mike. If, uh, people know more about the show, more about what we do. Um, I don't know what our next review episode is, but by God, we'll do one eventually. Uh, where can people find this at? Well, all you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our show. And to get our awesome show notes, so we talked about a lot of trailers this week. If you don't want to uh, if you don't want to chum through the YouTube recommendations for finding trailers, uh, you can get it all there in our show notes. And to get our upcoming release calendar for when all these movies are supposed to be coming out, head on over to SuperheroSlate.com. You can get us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and the Gram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash door uh reach out and let us know what you're watching what you're listening to did you like are you more of a mike or a chris on godzilla 
uh, versus King Kong. Are you more of a micro Chris on episode three of Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Uh, reach out and let us know so we can argue with each other even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love our super fan of the show. And if you want to be a super fan of Superhero Slate, Chris, oh my God, it's so easy. All you have to do is what you should wow. be doing all the time is recommending good content to uh, friends and buddies out there mm-hmm. and make sure you're wearing your mask, socially distancing, getting your vaccine, and just overall being a good person. Yeah. You know, and that'll make you a Superhero Slate super fan. And we yeah. love you. And we'll see you here every week, folks. And includes next week. See you there. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Diet was not a word in my household when it came to drinks uh, growing up, and it's just like I sucked like eight of thing, eight of these things like down in a day, like on the weekend. I would drink like nothing but like Mountain Dews and play video games. Right, right. And I was, like, you a family-sized bag of Lay's chips or, or Doritos.